I'm new to this. This is my first time. Okay, I'm a vir- I'm, I'm a I'm a podcast virgin. You didn't record that, did you? I totally <laughs> recorded that. <laughs> that's good. that's gonna be my intro. I'm a podcast virgin. Yep, that's pretty much it. You you did it. There you go. Oh great, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I've got a four day weekend. I'm not back to work till Wednesday. Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. This uh, well, no, after tomorrow, I'm off for three days. So I was kind of wondering if I was gonna raise a dragon or not. It's a big commitment. So what you need to do is you need to obviously steal an egg, right? So that's one uh, thing. We have the eggs. Think. We have the traps. It's just I've never actually done it. All right. Basically so basically, yeah, you gotta. I would use. Egg. I would use a rocket launcher. Is what you want to do. Um, no, sorry. You want to get. So you want to aggro a wild female into your trap. You want to trank it down and then take the milk. Is it tranking? I thought you had to kill it. I think you have to kill it. I think you no, have to trank I'm, it. I'm pretty, pretty sure you have to trank it. If you kill it, you don't get milk, I don't think. Unofficial. From my official days, I don't think. Because we always... Uh, yeah, I think we you always trank it. Right. Yeah, that's, I think you trank it you and then you get the milk out. And then you want to probably do that twice. So you have enough milk because unofficial it spoils quick but you put the milk in a preserving bin with salts preserving salts oil make sure you and have spark pre- powder make sure you have preserving salts in your inventory as well yeah it that shit expires in like a half hour each one and you're only getting a five and they don't stack unofficial yeah and so make sure you the preserving salts in your inventory should prolong that a little bit from what i understand and then once you have the milks they, um, you know, you gotta just, that's what the food you use to raise it. But you can let them get pretty, pretty, um, bloody. You know, get pretty low on health before you give them another one. So make sure you're incubated, like, to, like, 1%, so as soon as you hatch it, you, you know, you can start feeding it right away. Yeah, that's another it's... key thing, is so you're basically ready to just plop the thing down and it pops out. Yeah, that way you're not waiting. Your milk's not spoiling while you're waiting it for for it to hatch. So incubate to like one or two percent. And is it better to do like higher level dragons? Because I was gonna do like a level fifty, but they're saying I might as well just do a high level one because you don't have to feed as much. Yeah, because it'll have higher health. But you better have your Dodo Dex app going. It's what is it two times this weekend? Is it two times breeding? No, nah, that's the terrible part. It's, it's just regular. All they upgraded was the harvesting and the XP. The breeding was last weekend. And, like, this is a holiday, but for some reason they didn't do breeding. Here we go. I'm wearing my birthday suit, and I got a luscious blonde wig on. Don't worry, as soon as I spawn, I'll find more things to kill me. What the heck is this? It's like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in a cage. Warning. Hey, warning. Please don't podcast and crap at the same time. I like to find an area that is heavily populated with herbivores and farm that delicious brown stuff. Badger has put his big stamp of approval. <laughs> Fresh spawns, veteran tamers, and all survivors in between. We'd like to welcome you to Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. By the way, this is explicit. Welcome 
everybody. Welcome, survivors new and old, to episode 62 of Rated Arc, the Rated Arc Survival Evolved podcast. Today is October 6th, 2017. We are CRR Gaming Group hosted podcast, so that means the voices can change each week, but the roundtable discussion will always be about Arc. We have many ways you can contact us, share feedback, tips, or adventures. You can reach the show by emailing ratedarc at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at ratedarc on Twitter. You can grab the RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in-game at crossrealmrebellion.com. You can reach us, you can watch us record each show on Mixer, um, usually on Saturdays, but it looks like it's going to be more on Fridays more often now, um, around 10.30 Eastern Standard Time at mixer.com slash ratedarc. And uh, we're going to introduce everybody in the show um of course we have myself prometheus um cyber judge will be joining us in a little bit he's got some uh little tight troubles that won't go to sleep we got uh we got bobby hello and uh new to the show we have provoke hey guys um so that brings us right into new drive um, so we want to talk about some of the new members. We have Azir, we have Squiggly Bud, and we have Snow Killer 007. Um, that was actually Squidgy Bud, sorry. Squidgy Bud. Very good. Thank you for correcting me there, <laughs> actually. And <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, and so then I guess that brings us really quick right into a diary. If you're in the mood to kick back and munch on some kibble and drink some old luminance crazy concoctions while listening to a great tale, you've come to the right place, I reckon. This is the Scarlet Fury Diaries. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alrighty. My voice uh, working the way we want it to? Yeah, no, I think that's good. <laughs> Very good. So, dear diary, I've officially moved from the island to Ragnarok. It didn't take long, as long as I decided to set my dinos free and start from scratch. This time, I'm going full medieval. Once I've finished building my castle, I'm going to breed horses as my next project. I've never tried full-time taming before breeding, and I could, so it could be interesting. Hopefully, the recent invasion of the Bush people won't wipe out all, all my hard work. P.S. I've heard there's a newly discovered underground world full of fantasy creatures and new lands. I can't wait to travel there someday. <laughs> oh. There well we go. Yes. Thank you, Scarlet, for sending that diary in. Very, very good. And we have a would you rather here that I didn't even realize. So we'll put that at the bottom there and um, we'll get to it. But, yeah, make, um, it, make sure you watch out for those bush people. <laughs> um, so now we're going to go straight to our Fresh from the Forge. Give me the, give me the, give me the. So this is a special Fresh from the Forge. It's the Arc Digest 50, and it's titled Mysterious Things or something like that. Let me take a look. What is it? Mysterious Mysteries. Introducing Community Crunch 105. Um, so, reading for our survivors will be Provoke, and I will be doing Jeremy, the Arc Survival Evolve co-founder of Studio Wildcard. And um, 
our first survivor is up now. Thanks, this one for, uh, I'm guessing, Ishmitty. Uh, if I said that wrong, Ishmitty505 asks, Will Aberration have an Ascension boss like the island? All right, and Jeremy says, Yes, along with increased Ascension levels, the narrative advancing ending. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, basically, it looks like the new map that's coming out, the DLC, is going to be in, in some way related to the storyline that we saw unfold on the island. Uh, and so it's going to be like progressive and based off of that. Oh, I'm super super excited to uh, to try that out to to see what they brought for a storyline to that one. Just watching the videos of of it. Uh, pre yeah, the videos they do a great job on the videos. Yeah, let's let's hope the videos. They, uh, let's hope the game turns out uh, a lot less laggy than the videos. Hey, hey, Bobby, have you seen the ending of uh, Ark yet? I have not. Unfortunately, I'm trying to get to the ending of an official, which may never happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I I probably will life. like run a, a single player when I get some time and just uh go through that and because I do want to see it. That official life, man, that's difficult. It's a hard not life. It's um, rough. Yeah. So our next survivor is Neck Ripper. Will DLC con <coughs> content carry over to the different arcs island? Uh, center and rag, like zipline, ice packs, ice picks, sorry, etc. Yes, it will. And all of the items are being designed to be useful and more than just aberration. That's cool. I really like the, the, the suit they made with the wingsuit. That's something I've wanted to do forever in this game. So I think that's awesome. That scares me to death. Why is that? I'm terrified of heights. I feel like I'll have a heart attack just jumping off a cliff in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty excited for all the the new content that they might uh they might pop with this with this one. All right, our uh next survivor, Dan Levy. Levy, Levy? Laville? Dan Laville? Laville. Dan Laville. Welcome to yeah. the stage. How will taming work in Aberration? Will there be any major changes to the taming mechanic, or will it remain roughly similar? Where will <clears throat> will there be kibble? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Come on now. Um, we know you play. Art. For your friend, <laughs> I can say that while most creatures will be similar in core mechanics to island creatures, there will be a few that are rather bat shit crazy to tame. Even one that involves a xenomorphic impregnation and chest bursting. So did they pull one out of um, the Alien no, series? No, that is straight up Alien. Xenomorphic right. impregnation? Something's going to jump on your face. Something's going to jump mean... on your face, and then the baby is going to burst out of your chest. I can't wait to see <laughs> if they have an animation for that. Like, I'm really, really excited to see that Oh, I think it'll be similar, that kind of like how when you're waking up on the, the island, right? When you're waking up on the land... In the sand and stuff, it'll probably be something like that. Where once it starts to happen, but does that mean you have to like sacrifice a tribe member? Like you're gonna empty your shit, and then like at some <laughs> point it's gonna be like, all right, this shit's about to pop out of your chest. Either get rid of your shit, or it's gonna be you know you're dead. Or what if like it's just random, and all of a sudden like so you're impregnated, and you're just waiting and waiting, and then all <laughs> of a sudden you like lose all your stamina, and you're just like sick, and you get it'd be hysterical. Swamped. Yeah, you get swamp fever and you end up in a in a room 
everybody's just like, no, stay away. Don't come to base. <laughs> you got the fever, Or it's going to be the new thing to do to people you catch in traps. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you use them. Now, now you don't just have to feed them poo. Now you can actually get yeah. something out of them. <laughs> oh, my God. That will that would be really good, dude. Good point. Because if, if that's, like, how you have to do it, because in some way it negatively affects your character long term. Could you imagine if like like you lose a level that never comes back? Yeah, yeah, that, like that. that gets some twisted. That that could get real twisted. And then you really don't want to be captured, right? <laughs> oh man, I never wanted to be captured in the first place, let alone right. put in a cage and xenomorphically impregnated. <laughs> um, all right, so Survivor Vivid asks. It asks. I have heard from multiple sources that there are no flyers on this map. Will you restrict any form of transferring flyers, or will Travs be allowed to move Terras and Wyverns over the aber over to Aberration from the island? All right, so we got someone holding down their one key on their keyboard, but by default, on official servers, there will not be any rideable flyers transferable into the map. In order to encourage the new forms of traversal, this is will be superior. This will be a server option, of course. Um, so I think that that's kind of cool. They're trying to change it up. It looks like it's going to be mostly underground, right? I mean, from the videos I watched, it looks like similar to a mod map that I've played. Um, that basically the entire game uh, mod was is basically one huge cave, and it's never light out. So I'm wondering if it's going to be similar to that, where most of the map is actually one big cave. You know? See when I when right, I so watch that. Oh, go ahead. The flyer nerf wasn't enough. Now they just got to yeah. get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, no flyers whatsoever. Yeah, it's pretty rough on official. I, I, I always tend to um, think about how it will be on, uh, you know, unofficial private servers because, you know, it says this will be a server option, of course. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they basically took the whole map and applied the no flyer concept similar to how, um, you know, it is inside of caves and stuff, so. Which, like, I think I that's a good thing, though. I, I'd like to see that. Sorry, I keep typing up in there. That's my push to talk. <laughs> that's your push to talk? <laughs> yeah, that's my push right. to talk. Um, <laughs> so, Survivor, I... one pa potato chip. Yes, yeah, one potato chip. Does this map have more of a PvE focus, or at least more PvE-oriented content? In my view, Aberration is one of the most PvE-oriented arcs yet, with more story development than ever before, and a more unique non- natural mythos landmarks to find and explore so I, yeah i think that that's really cool that um we're getting a map that's finally more pve and uh, oriented and it sounds like they're going to try to do like dungeon crawlers and and stuff like that sounds sounds cool i'd like to try i definitely like to try a new map that's uh you know not i know currently been playing on uh, modded servers, non uh, non official, but uh, you know a map that's not oriented to like PvP and and official stuff, where you have kind of like a more of a of an actual game to play instead of just building and taming kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it would it would really add to it. I think. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, it's always fun to do something that, you know, you don't necessarily have to have other people involved to do it, you know, something you can get into the game and just explore for yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, more so that brings a... us... Go ahead. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, no, I was uh, going to say it's more of, um, 
you know, like where where official is like a team kind of thing. Now this one will give you a lot more lore from what yeah. it sounds like. It it'll give you that lore from Ark that official doesn't exactly give you. You get your you know, you get your um sorry, I had to clear my throat. You get your uh, your boxes that you find th throughout the map, and you get a little bit of stuff. But you know, there's not really a lot of lore in the official maps that we already well, play on. And with those boxes, though, is that only on the island, or they're not on other maps, are they? Or scores too, right? They're like they're not the official ones. You talking about like the survivor notes and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the survivor notes. Like that's up to each map map creator to implement something. Um, so there's a chance that the only one map you can get all of them on is the island. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do, although I think some of them, any of the, the official DLCs, actually, I take that back because there are ones you can only get on Scorched Earth. And I think, I'd imagine it's going to be the same thing on, on Aberration, right? They want to encourage you to buy the DLCs by doing something like that. Um, so, all right. So Survivor Weeb Trash asks, Weeb, Weeb Trash asks, <clears throat> I heard that because of how Aberration's map is designed, Gamma won't work on it to make it lighter. Or, sorry, Gamma won't work on it to make it lighter. Is this true? If so, is there going to be a server option for unofficials to enable Gamma working on the map? Not sure where you heard that. No plans to change the current Gamma functionality. Um, thank God for that. I heard the same thing, too. It's it interesting. I would there, die. Was like, there was like a video... Um, saying like you know maybe arc somehow figured out how to prevent people from modifying the gamma on their pcs and shit but i don't so i it turns it sounds like that video was wrong and it was misleading people um i, I really do think so. they did a new lighting system and that's kind of how that got misunderstood um they <coughs> cough, needed a new cough, lighting system no fog Right. Well, there, if it's going to be underground, there might be a lot of like, and it's, it looks like it's a very like, you know, radiated kind of ruined area. So I'd imagine there's going to be steam and those kind of things occurring. Um, so I, I, they're never ready to get rid of that fog. I don't think. <laughs> uh, gotta love that fog. I hope it. I hope the caves don't have the steam, as you say, as bad as the fog can be sometimes. Okay, so Survivor Rafu for Lifu? <laughs> Lefu? I don't know. They ask. Well, what are element chambers? And myself, I have the same question. And uh, they are zones of intense radiation where it is possible to collect element ore as well as encounter certain hideous, hideous aggressive creatures. Hideous. Hideous? hideous? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Idiots. No, it's all good. I'm here for Aggressive. you, buddy. Yeah. So it sounds like you're going to be able to collect ore in a very, um, uh, you know, like you, you're going to start making element. Is there uh, an undo is... option for what <laughs> I just messed up? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, dude. Uh, let's see here. Where do we left off? Okay, I think we're all right, though. Yeah, I think uh, I Survivor High Flyer 15 asks. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Unlike Scorched Earth, where are we saw? Sorry, uh, unlike Scorched Earth, where no, it's, we it's saw, weird. <laughs> yeah, where we saw a whole lot of creatures from the island, can we expect only to see new creatures on Aberration? Aberration will include various bio bio appropriate creatures from the island, similar to Scorched Earth. Um, I'm not sure what is that. 
So what dinos do you think we would find? Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't well, think a... all of it is because even in the um, the video, you see some of the arc looks like it is functioning. So I don't think it's like the whole arc is messed up. Mm. Just like parts of it are broken. Like that's what it looks shield, like. Like, um, sorry, uh, my <laughs> <gotta, spoil> <laughs> Sorry, I you just gotta change I, your push the dog. <laughs> yeah, it keeps. Well, no, I just need to not be clicked on the page. <laughs> but it seems like. Like, from what I, like, because I watched a couple videos on it, and I'm sure the both of you watched the same videos I did, it does seem like most of the creatures are tweaked in some way. Like, they're kind of the same creature, but, like, tweaked a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe there, some are more powerful. I was just trying to figure out what, what dinos would be appropriate for uh, that biome, and obviously no flyers. Um, so that removes those. I mean, maybe no need like, for dodos. Yeah, probably <laughs> so no dodos. Well, actually, what if it's like a mutated dodo, like not a dodo rex, but like man, zom dodos or something? Oh, I hate those things. Um, well, like, uh, isn't that what's the name of the one that uh is actually in the caves that sleeps at uh during the day? What's the name of that? Oh, one? the Megalosaurus. Right. I believe that's the one, Megalosaurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, maybe they... that would be appropriate there. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about, like, beetles and scorpions <laughs> and spiders and, you know, those would make sense. Bats. So it's going to be like an egg like eight-legged freaks all up in there? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Ra radiated spiders and beetles? Ugh, I'm scared. So Survivor Wolf Angelus asks... What has persuaded you guys to go the sci-fi approach? <clears throat> you could have picked many different routes, but what was the logical thought for this choice and the incorporation of radiation and other such things that are space-themed? Ooh, I've got a lot to say about this one. Specifically in this case, Aberration was chosen in order to develop the next story arc of arc? Of arc got to specify that arc <clears throat> um anybody who has watched story arc of arc i got you yeah no yeah. i see now <clears throat> anybody who has uh seen the final uh the final gameplay story um you know no no i guess we would have to, to figure wolf... out where that would come from yeah no offense to wolf uh and angelus or whatever um but like anybody who has seen the final story or even watched a video of it can see where the where the sci-fi part of it comes from yeah, and, I agree. And and the radiation, um, you know, uh, not to give too many spoilers away for those of us like Bobby and anybody else who hasn't, uh, you know, completed the game or doesn't want to watch a video or anything like that. But if you see the end of the game, it, you know, it, it answers that question, you know, what persuaded you guys to go that far? Um, I think that definitely, you know, completing the game will answer that question or even watching a video. But some people don't like to do that, right? Now, is there a certain reason that in single player you have to basically ascend to get to the different maps? Um, I think that's. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, promo. I don't think that that's like. I don't think there's a reason. There's not a story-based reason. I think it's just typical, you know, arc grinding kind of thing. You know, that's. that's it did seem like a cool thing if they would have implemented that. Like, you know, you have to you know, do this in order to get to this different map. But, I mean, then at the same time, it would alienate a lot of people from playing it. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's extremely hard to reach um, for anybody who's not like you know at least anybody 25, that's... 25 member you know tribe. Yeah, anybody that's not in a mega tribe, it's almost impossible, especially yeah, on unofficial with all the PvP. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult, um, and I don't think many people are going to get there unless they do something about that, or they play on unofficial servers like a lot of people are. But maybe that's they want to do that because people are going to pay for their unofficial servers, right? They're going to pay a hosting fee, and it's almost like maybe they want to make the official servers a grind on purpose so that people are encouraged to go and get their own server and play in their own fashion. Yeah, buy the game and then pay <laughs> every month. Because, yeah, once uh, once that opens up to um, console players, they're going to be more apt to choose... Um, the hosting option that's being presented to them right on screen. And those are going to be the Nitrato servers that ARC is basically, you know, pushing, or Wildcard is pushing. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But Survivor Black Wolf asks, Will the cliff platforms be like the tree platforms in the way that they can only pl be placed on specific spots or will you able to be able to place them anywhere? Will you be able to snap things on cliff platforms? You can build on cliff pla platforms only onto any surface that has significant attachment area, not only at predetermined locations. So I didn't even know they had cliff platforms. That sounds kind of cool. Um, yeah, first to me. Yeah, you know, the, you're going to guess basically just walk up to a cliff and place something that, that snaps on the edge of the, the, the cliff there. And you're going to be able to build on it. That seems pretty cool. Um, what is it? Is it going to? I'm curious too. Is it going to be like a, you know, snapping a foundation to the ground? You can build right. anywhere you want, or like like he said. Because... Well, it says yeah, you could build on the cliff platforms on onto any surface that has significant attachment area. So basically, any area that is a that is lower has an area where it's kind of a cliff, and then there's a lower area. Um, is oh, where I would, and it has significant area to attach it. I think that's going to work. And they said that all these parts are going to work, you know, in, oh, maybe I'm, I'm foreshadowing here because I did read these. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you have anything to say about the cliff platforms? Well, how much does that um, run in parallel to, like, the building in uh, Conan? I, I, you know, I'm not familiar. I only saw the very, very early versions of of Conan building um, have they incorporated some kind of cliff building mechanic? Well, I mean, I think that was from the beginning. Like, you were able to build basically into anything. I I played a little bit of Conan. I didn't really get into it much, but I just knew that was part of it because, you know, you can basically scale anything. You can just climb up a mountain and everything. And so. Yeah, the building that they didn't stick to, like, um, building requirements as much like you could build shapes that theoretically wouldn't hold themselves up is what i got um what i noticed and arc is a little more um unforgiving in that manner like they i mean there are ways around it and ways to manipulate the the code um and get something built that you wouldn't normally be built building but for the most part they seem to desire that things be structurally and visually sound in order for them to kind of Except for the, if they're, they're water pipes, then those just stay in the sky like magic. Oh, those are so annoying. <laughs> and the electric, yeah. But yeah, even on our legacy official, we uh we had built like a land bridge from one island to the main island. And yeah, it, it shouldn't have been there, but yeah, we found ways to build it. <laughs>
Um, so next we have Survivor Puffy Pony. Puffy Pony. I you like that name. Voice for this one. That's a good name. Ooh, <laughs> I wish you. I wish you would have told me how to do that voice changer for this one. I could have done a good one. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming it's a she. Uh, a, a big part of aberration is the idea that the malfunctioning arc led to mutations in its population. Are we getting? Can we get lore into what developed into what? Like the lantern pug appears to be a mutated angler. The rock drake, uh, the rock drake could be a megala uh, megalania. The crazy mysterious mysteries. Number one, a thylacolio. I'd love to get, uh, I'd love to get some background on that, since I'd like, uh, since it tied the DLC into the base game nicely. Yes, there will be how, some how indications. That? that was good. That was very good. <laughs> yes, there will be some indications along the lines. What developed into nameless? Um, so I guess they're really touting this creature that um, you know they're putting all over um, their advertising for aberration. It, I think that's going to be the creature that bursts out of your chest, or it's babies that burst out of your chest. I'm not positive though, um, but it, it should be should be interesting. Anyone? Got anything there? Sorry, I I keep breaking our notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, we're still on Puffy Ponies, right? Puffy Ponies, yeah. So we're talking about how the um, the dinos are kind of reskinned or mutated versions of other dinos. We, we uh, well, we kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, um, where it with one of the previous previous questions. Um, what was his name? I can't remember his name right now. It was actually not, not even long ago. Um, <laughs> let me find him. Let me find him quick, quick, quick. Oh, it's too. Oh, not that high up. While Provoke is searching, Bobby, you got anything to say about um, the dinos that you saw? <laughs> the lantern pug, stuff like that? All right. Well, yeah, it, it does look like um, they are mutated versions of it, and I'm. I'm wondering if that's like some of the, the lore in the game that you'll find, you know, maybe the notes will, you know, point towards what became what. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Um, the the lore, you know, they're going to have to explain some of these things, and they usually do a pretty good job with that. Not that I've read a huge number of those um, survivor notes, but or the um, the explorer notes, but... I still got to crack open my book that I got from the uh, the oh, box version the, that released. Did you get oh, the yeah. full box? The, oh, I love it. I bought two of them. <laughs> you bought two of them? Damn. One for me Jeez. and one for uh, my stepson, yeah. Oh, your stepson. And so you got yeah. the maps and you got the, the all those, the companion guide, all that stuff? I all love it. I, I got to get those maps framed because I don't want those to get messed up. I like those. Do they come out nice? They they do a good job with them. Yeah, they 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 look pretty nice. The book looks nice. I I really enjoy it. Nice. So, provoke. Did you find your your thing there? Or are we gonna move on? I did find it. I did find it. All right. Um, what was that? It's in there somewhere with a bunch of ones that I just punched. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I believe I believe it was Wolf Anglis, um, where he asked where we were where they were persuaded to go with the sci-fi approach. Um, and, and the logical thoughts for this incorporation of radiation, right. and maybe even a little bit of before that or after that, there was a somebody asking about the the lore. Um, I feel like the lore is going to be like a, a a big part in this map that I'm most excited about. Um, <coughs> I scrolled past where we were. Um, 
All right. So right, Survivor. So, oh, you got more? Sorry. Yeah. Like we were we were talking a little bit ago that you know I know I said that I'm most excited about finding out what uh, what the lore of the whole thing is now. You know, with with the different dinos and all that kind of stuff, that that's going to be interesting as well to find out. You know, just how you know, and and to imagine where their thoughts were going when you know they made the you know the mutated angler and the you know the rock drake and all this other stuff, right? So you know, I'm I'm excited for it, and you know, it's a it's a real good something to think about. With those explorer notes, I had never. Unofficial, I had never, ever read them because I'm always scared somebody's going to sneak up behind me. <laughs> I actually found a nice little uh, thing that showed all the notes. I was going to do that in single player because, yeah, it's hard to find all those and just rummaging around in, like, official or anything. Yeah. Well, you're always, you're always, you know, you open a box, you're open, right? So what is, uh, is going to happen if you open this box and somebody sneaks up behind you and knocks you out and takes all your gear? All so right. So I, yeah. The so. next survivor, Alakazar, asks. Well, uh, uh, will we be able to directly harvest element in aberration, either as a resource with a new tool such as a special pick, or by killing certain creatures? I do know. Um, sorry, I'm getting ahead of it. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. Just says yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we did bring that up earlier um, with the um, what was it? Element. What are uh, element caves? The Not core element, element cores. I yeah. think we actually got Cyber Judge. Cyber Judge, are you here? Can you hear us? Hey, buddy. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It. Yeah, okay, I made Cyber, it. Cyber Judge, you read the rest of the yellow. <laughs> it's all you, buddy. So um, we're on Alcazar. Yeah, so basically it sounds like we're going to have an element, uh, the idea that you can farm element and um, gather that stuff much easier on the Aberration servers. I think that's 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 pretty cool, right? I mean... I've been farming element. <laughs> yeah, but it will be nice to not have to do a boss fight just to get some element. That would be a nice, a different way to get it. Uh, yeah, I agree, because... Driving around fighting bosses on Extinction Core is, you know, heart wrenching. Let alone having to farm everything to go into a boss fight on Official. Like I couldn't imagine farming Element on Official. Um, but what we were talking about was a comment by uh, Rayfu for Leifu, I think is how I don't I don't know. But he asked what are Element Changers or Chambers, and uh, Jeremy said uh, those are zones of intense radiation where it's possible to collect element ore uh, as or, well right. as encounter certain hideous and aggressive creatures. So it sounds like it's going to be a quite dangerous area. Um, so it's not going to be as easy as like going to Blue Obby on island and just farming some metal nodes. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be a dangerous area. I don't... And actually, well, we'll get to that later on. He talks about it, but uh, Survivor... Diener asks, Will Aberration have a new building tier just like Scorched Earth got the Adobe building tier? It won't have a completely unique tile set, but a lot of the new utility structures. So I think that kind of talks back about the the cliff platform that you can build. 
I think it'll kind of go along those those uh, elements. It would have been nice to see like a whole new tile set um, and kind of give uh, some of the more vanilla buildings better looks. Like you know, if you mix parts of um, you know some of the stuff from uh, Scorched Earth, mix it with um, the island structures, you know, you start to get some different looking buildings. Um, if you if you had another set, um, I think that would be cool. But uh, n- new utility structures is what what he said. Anyone got some uh, feedback on that? By utility structures, are we talking like a new generator or like a new like a new compost bin, a new feeding trough, like u- utility structures like that, like something that actually does something? Or you know, yeah, a, a I think new... that it's probably going to be something related to. Blocking radiation, probably. Um, that's what I can think of as utility structures. So, like, almost like when they brought out the underwater stuff. Right, the um, the underwater bases, I guess. Yeah, the like the uh, uh, air chambers or whatever they're called. I still haven't built underwater, so... I guess that would be considered a new tile set, though. Um, well, he said it wouldn't be a completely new tile set. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe it's a modified version of some stuff. That would be really cool. Um, so next we have Survivor Lee Sigurisid. Come on, that one's just ridiculous. Yeah, I like L Y S E R G I C S I D. Lisser, Lisser. I'm gonna leave the G out. Lisser Sid. <laughs> Fine. I'm they gonna ask. leave that G out. You know, he asked. Uh, it was mentioned that the Ark in Aberration has an unstable atmosphere, leaks, etc. So, does that tie into gameplay, if at all? Like, sorry, there was a question mark there. I missed it completely. So, does that tie into gameplay, if at all? Uh, like, like, are there some areas where you can suffocate outside of water? If so, will there be any masks or tools that can counteract this? Ooh. Yes. There will be areas with low or no oxygen, and of course, the incredibly harsh surface radiation along with various other element hazards. Yeah, there's new hazard suit designed to aid in counteracting some of these conditions. So we have areas with low or no oxygen, which you'll I probably re- need um, scuba stuff for some scuba way. Scuba or some sort of tech Or the gear. radiation, there's a new hazard suit, and maybe the hazard suit has built-in <laughs> air. Everybody's going to run around with hazmat <laughs> suits? All right, okay, I'll take it. I hope I really hope it works better than that gas mask that we tried to use. That's for sure. Well, just like in the desert, you have the desert gear, right? Where you right. have the the special hat or helmet, whatever you want to call it, to protect you from the dust storms and everything. So, same yeah, idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I I think that's that's definitely um, something that's you know going to be. A little more scorched than any of the other servers right like like cyber was saying um you know you get the dust storms on scorched earth what happens if you like just run around in shorts and a t-shirt and then all of a sudden you're in this uh, zero oxygen zone like you just drop dead or yeah i'm guessing hmm. i'm guessing that it's gonna be you know like suffocating um and uh, Cyber is going to pick up where he was intended to. Um, he's going to start reading for Jeremy. But the next survivor, Tal Set, asks. This would support uh, 
This world is supposed to be hostile with mutant cor- with mutants, correct? Is it going to be one of those situations where it's very difficult to start and you constantly die as you spawn? Ooh, Ragnarok. We're trying to make the initial difficulty ramp more forgiving on this arc. For example, the giant uh, fertile chamber is actually pretty chill, and things get more difficult the deeper you go. The deeper you go. Yeah, that that sounds... It sounds like the most of the map is basically a bunch of caves. Um, so it's going to be pretty dark all the time, I think. So you start out in... What, what is what is that called? The fertile, the fertile chamber? The fertile chamber, yeah. That's basically so a pretty what, you chill start place. in like, this like little center circle, and then the farther you go from the circle, it just gets like more badass and more badass as you go farther out? What I imagine it, the way I, I, I hear that fertile chamber, it sounds like it's still going to be underground, but maybe there's a, a hole in the roof and it allows rain and sun to come in, so you have, like, some greenery and stuff like that. And maybe that is, you know, you have access to water, there's no radiation. You know, maybe it's a little easier to get started there, build a base, um, maybe tame a diner or two, and then start to venture down deeper in where you're going to need your radiation suit, you're going to need you know, specialized dinos to climb the surfaces, stuff like that. Ooh, that does sound interesting. All right. Ooh. Do, Bobby, you got anything on that one? No, Bobby. Where you at, Bobby? All right. So we got Survivor Daunted Venus asks... OG, uh, put in D- chat to give him a second. Yeah, no. No, uh, no worries, no worries. That. He'll but. catch up, he'll catch up. He's not that far behind. Uh, Daunted Venus. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, well, the question most of the community will ask is, will there be legacy servers for this DLC? And the answer is, of course. So why, That's interesting. If it's, if it's a brand yeah. new server, why do you need legacy servers? Because there are people who have legacy characters and legacy stuff, so you can't you can't co-mingle. And it was the way. So I think that's a it's a good way to do it. Throw yeah. a few legacy servers on there so that people who've been playing for a long time and have characters that are built up give them a chance to use them on the new maps. I think it's a it's a fair way. I'm surprised they did it to be honest, but I think it's good it, that they did. Yeah, considering they said that they were dropping support for legacy, anything but playing on legacy weren't gonna get support anymore. It's nice to see that they're at least gonna still give them the DLC. Makes sense though, because they want to sell the DLC, right? So. If those um, players have decided that they just want to continue playing on those legacy servers, uh, like if they're going to stay on the legacy servers, you still want them to buy the uh, DLC. And if the expansion's not going to go out on those legacy servers, then they they would lose sales, right? So it makes sense. Right. You know, it'd be interesting. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the legacy stuff plays out over time. Like, obviously, it's going to get smaller and smaller. Will there be like like five holdout servers that are legacy forever now and like people will uh you know own own a few of the servers in that regard and keep control over them well like you said if there's going to be like like you say there's five you know five people or say five mega tribes that control those servers why not just go play on a pve yeah you know like you're you you come in you clear a server you kick everybody off the server, and then you just keep the server for yourself. It happened to me uh, a couple of times on my official days, and you know, you you you're playing, you're there for 500 plus hours, and then somebody just comes in and is like, "Oh, I want this server," 
I'm going to wipe you. And then they just take the server and you can't play on that server because as soon as you start building, they they wipe you out. So just like, it becomes a PvE server for that tribe. Yeah, and then they get to farm a whole bunch of mats and do things in a server that feels like it's PvE, you know, to them. So that's why it's attractive to those mega tribes, because then they can they can exist in a um, much less guarded fashion if they just go and make sure no one ever builds up and controls the, that island. Or you let them build up a little bit and then take them out for fun. Shit. Yeah, people are messed up. Yeah, just they, let them let them collect that. for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was in a few Facebook uh, groups, and you know they they changed their name to Legacy, so there are people still on there and active and still playing. So it's a good thing that they put up some servers just for that. All right, so Survivor Dillo Fodder asks, "Will you be able to fire weapons from the back of a rock wyvern?" I haven't heard of a rock wyvern yet. Um, I think it would be equal parts amazing and terrifying to have a firing platform for a sniper that functions as a glider and you can utilize a basic active camouflage and would be awesome to use for guerrilla style warfare. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that. Oh, good. We got into a. It's a one liner. Those are those are some amazing answers. Some very. Um, you so know, there's a, well, rock, there's a rock wyvern now. I think that's that one that goes camouflage. Okay, so uh, we did see that in the video then. It yeah. looks really cool looking. I don't think it's called a rock wyvern though. I think we're gonna. I think that they mentioned what it is the name, the real name, uh, later on. Um, so basically, the rock wyvern will make you go camouf- camouflage too. Jeez, that's all we need, right? Right. Well, didn't didn't you guys in the in the video like the the trailer for the game? Um, they show I can't remember what they said the dino was called, but it basically like climbs all over the rocks and stuff, and then it like jumps and glides to the next cliff face and like climbs up, and it goes camouflage. I don't know if that's called a rock wyvern. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was something else, but it does have um, a different name. I'm pretty sure it's got a different name. Yeah, somebody should look that up real quick. Um, But yeah, that that one definitely, in my opinion, does not need a a firing platform for a sniper that gets camouflaged and invisible into the rocks. Official (laughs) is bad enough as it is, let alone with invisible people. Yeah, that's pretty tough. So, Survivor Ashtray says... Ashtray? Um... <clears throat> well, the cave climbing be... <clears throat> get, get your mouse out of here. It's gonna be like this. It'll be, will the, well, cave, the cave climbing, climbing pigs be able to use for, <laughs> be used freely on any cliff or cave or only on certain areas? <clears throat> freely on essential, uh, essentially any surface. That's really so, like, cool. I'm going to be able to climb a tree just like a thylacolio. Yeah, it looks like it. And gates? Enemy gates? Oh, man. Think about oh, it that God. way. Shit's going to change. Nah, but you don't really. You don't want to climb many gates by yourself. You definitely want a dino to take some of the bullets. Drop a stego. Drop a stego. Get in there with some C4. But gates are so easy to blow up. Why would you ever want to climb one? Only if you maybe find a hole in their defenses, that might be some useful. I guess with the new uh, 
I guess it's not that new, but with rocket launchers shooting, or sorry, uh, turrets shooting rockets from rocket launchers, I guess that kind of makes it difficult if you have turrets. So I get it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, so we have Survivor Colonial Siberia asks. I opened the wrong one. Give me a sec. I'll read okay, this one. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You want me to read it? Okay. How will earthquakes change the way players build their bases and raise their dinos? Are the earthquakes capable of damaging structures? And if so, are there any ways we can mitigate these effects? Sorry, I thought you were reading the wrong one there for a yeah, second. Yeah, you, you definitely were... skipped one, my friend. No, <laughs> no, did we? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, maybe I did. There is two Siberias. Yeah. Colonial Siberia asks... We'll go back to him. We'll go back to him. Oh, shit, there is two. Three. So let's three. do the one I just read, and then we'll yeah. go back to the other one. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, earthquakes. There's going to be earthquakes? Well, let's read the re response. So the response is, they are capable of damaging structures, but they're only in intense in certain areas of certain biomes. Building permanent bases there is not advised. So how wow. do you know without building a base there and fucking losing it all. I'm Maybe. sure it would quickly become known. Yeah, it would be known <laughs> over time, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a fresh spawn. This place has nobody built on it. I wonder why. And when you look in your uh, inventory, like, it does tell you where you're at, so there may be some indication there, because I know, like, in Scorch, it'll tell you you're in an unknown location or something like that. Mm. That that would be handy. That's a good point, Bobby. I Let's hope they come out with something like that, because I would hate to lose everything. So, Survivor Colonial, uh, Sir, Colonial Siberia asks again. Mm, how useful a role will regular land animals with no climbing dynamics be in moving about? Will we be able to go from one biome to the next without needing to switch to a more mobile creature? Like the showcased Rock Drake. I think that rock drake might be the one that they're talking about, the rock yeah, wyvern. Right. Mm, that would make sense. Continued, or will uh, or will there be geographical limit limitations that necessitate adding all-terrain creatures to our arsenals and adapting to the topic topography? I just had Most... to read the whole word. That's all. <laughs> Most of Abrogation's okay. creatures have capabilities to move through the complex environment and there is also new structures to aid in both primitive and high-tech dino mobility so that's um i mean it's pretty standard straightforward basically there will be some dinos that are um, better in moving you know through the the complex environment and uh, i think that's obvious right i think they're going to make they're going to make some dinos that are going to be the the ultimate have you know kind of have to have dino and it'll be some of the new ones right we hope so right primitive and high-tech dino mobility so it sounds like we're gonna get some high-tech dinos he threw that in there and i'm like he didn't say high-tech for nothing <laughs> um so the last question colonial siberia asks Broke. How will radiation affect the the way players explore, and how will they hazard hazard suits work with the system? Will there be any strange creatures that survive and possibly even thrive in radiation zones? 
Is the radiation solely on the surface, or will we encounter some underground as well? I can read this one if you want. Go ahead. Yes, a few creature types benefit from radiation. It's not solely on the surface, but it is mostly intense or most intense there. The hazard suit mitigates radiation and other extreme environmental dangers, but its durability is decreased over time when under such effects. Also, sorry for bouncing out there. I was reading other messages. So No worries, no worries. So the there's going to be some zones that creatures um, thrive in, right? Is it, or am I, am yeah. I missing? Yeah. I'm that's guessing, what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is what it sounds like. There's going to be some... I'm guessing, like, non-mutated creatures will kind of take possibly the same effects as, not necessarily the same effects, but along the lines of, uh, it seems like uh, re- uh, mutated dinos will take, or will be better in high radiation zones than non-mutated dinos, is from what I gather from that. You probably will have to get dinos... <laughs> That are more that are more more resilient to the radiation to get further down. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe you know you need a a highly irradiated uh, highly irradiated dire bear. Just an example. I'm not saying that's gonna be one of them, but uh, you know uh, you know a zombie bear. Yeah, because I know like the Bacillosaurus, it can only go so deep before it starts taking damage. So I'm wondering if these creatures will have to stay in that area or if they can. That's, live without it. That's that's something I didn't I didn't even think what about. If the, that. Yeah. What if the radiation yeah. creatures need radiation to stay alive? To stay alive. That might so be one of the there... structures a radiation generator. <laughs> radiation or, generator. or is there like a, a buffer zone, kind of like a you build your base like on the equator, kind of thing? So like you keep your radiated dinos on one side of the border and the non-radiated on the other, or is it going to be a tapered? Like anything, like a tapered zone, you know, not a, like a straight line where you pass that line, you're not cold anymore or you're not irradiated anymore. You get mm. on the other side of that line. Yeah, I'd or, there's going to be an area of effect kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think the radiation will just wear off once you leave that area. It's going to be just like uh, heat stroke in uh, Scorched, where once you get heat stroke and it increases over level, so you start off with like 10% and it goes up and your vision starts getting more and more blurry and like it takes longer idea. and longer to go away. I like that idea. That's 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 basically where I was where I was talking. So like on on that note of scorched earth that Cyber brought up, good point. Um, like if you know here in the super heat wave, if you say cross this line, are you out of the super heat wave and it's just not super heat wave anymore or are you out of the super heat wave you're still overheating pretty bad but uh, the farther you get away right you know what i mean yeah definitely i'm sure there's gonna be brews and stuff that you'll be able to make to cure yourself from radiation poisoning and stuff too oh yeah some, some chowder i bet you they take one out of um conan's book so in conan i think they call it corruption and basically if you have corruption the health bar gets starts getting filled from the the reverse and so your your maximum health capacity lost um, what other I think game would does be that a good do that way to do radiation to do that with yeah that makes sense oh uh fallout fallout yeah. does that when you get rads in fallout you can't you can only regenerate so much health 
until, you know, you have no health left because it's all radiation. Yep. Yeah. I miss Anyone that got anything left to add before we move on to the next segment? Nope. All right. Well, we're going to move on to patch notes. Ooh, I love patch notes. That one was delayed, so I actually pressed it twice. <laughs> no, Why isn't it, that playing? <laughs> All right, so the patch notes I have here in the in the show notes are a little dated now, and I'm going to go to the site, and we're on yeah, current we're version... 2271 or 2... 2.2 now, or that's the upcoming version. So current versions are 271.16, but for some reason my private servers are 17. But anyway... Um, fix a method that is being used to push characters underneath the ground um, requires server update. So I think, yeah, that's that's a good deal, right? I mean, I saw a video where somebody had started building underground somehow. Um, I'm not can even sure how post... that's... Sorry, can you post that one quick? Uh, sure. But I haven't even... Um, I, I don't even understand how people figure these things out, but I saw a video where people had pushed entire building structures like in the ground i don't know i i can't even imagine how they they get around to doing that but fixed fertilizer getting durability reset when using deposit action requires server update why um, would fertilizer have durability it's it's the um i don't know i guess they used to have um like Spoils, didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they spoil timers really slow on them? But well, yeah, well, fertilizer had a spoil timer. Is that what it's considering durability? I'm guessing. What you got, Bobby? Yeah, it, like if you look at it, doesn't it say something like nitrogen or something? That's however much it's supposed to uh, fertilize something. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I think yeah, I haven't even tried the toilet yet. I think the toilet's supposed to give you better, um, like better fertilizer. So maybe that's really what we're talking about here maybe there are some some glitches that somebody was figuring out um so increase the ragnarok boss arena max time to 40 minutes um i think I, that's probably li liked by a lot of people i'm guessing it might be but i can't tell you because i've never hit a boss arena on ragnarok neither have i yeah me either. is it still just a like a similar to the center and stuff where it's a two two bosses that you fight or does anybody even know yeah, I've never done any bosses on Ragnarok yet myself. I, you know, to me, Ragnarok is a very unfinished map in terms of what they let you access um, and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I, I like to eat my my food, you know, all the way done, not not just like halfway done. Um, so. Yeah, you know, I started playing uh, playing Ark, unfinished. And <laughs> yeah, me too. You uh, you really learn what unfinished products get you. You know, uh, <laughs> lots of trouble, right? <laughs> and you know, so I'm, I am excited. Uh, I have played a little bit on Ragnarok, not a lot, probably about a week before I got wiped. Um, Here's so an I'm interesting thing. They, um, they said it says fix the server loading crash that some mod mod users were seeing. That's uh, interesting. I guess that's the server loading, not the what you you had. Your your game was crashing. Uh, that's, uh, it would, no, I wasn't crashing, I was timing yeah, out. Yeah, you were timing out. Um, that's different. Fixed and... remote keypads not working properly yeah, well... in certain legacy servers, and I'm going to just turn through the rest of this. Defaulted, dedicated server raw sockets mode 
not used threaded networking seemed to generally be a net performance loss in our analysis still forcibly enabled with force net threading so this is that's a something feature I that i talked about, about a lot i talked about raw sockets and i've gotten some some intel on it because it's very poorly documented but basically um on a standard server configuration without raw sockets enabled you communicate with steam servers or in uh, Bobby's case with Microsoft servers, and then that gets relayed over to the actual server. Um, with raw sockets, there's a whole nother port that's enabled, and that allows both connections to exist, one that goes directly from the player to the server, and then one that goes to the network. Um, and this, this allows for a lot more um, uh, issues getting fixed, where you're having the rubber banding, you know, so basically the raw socket is is giving a better location based um uh, to the server so the server has a better understanding where you are and there's less delay because it's going direct um but that uh that does it for the patch notes so that brings us to main topic so provoke is going to get us started with his main topic should we say what our main topic is all about oh right i'm sorry you're totally right so i can't believe i missed that theme workshop highlight so i wanted people to look for some cool mods post them talk about them you know what what you've found in the um in the steam workshop what have you seen what do you like what you don't like or just uh, choose something to talk about so provoke is going to start us off here Hopefully. Well, he's not <laughs> responding, so... Provoke is MIA, so we're going to go to CyberJudge. You you got your mod here. Yeah, I got a couple here that I messed, uh, wrote about. So the first one is one I've never tried, but uh, you wanted me to find something new, so I figured, well, let me uh, find one that I've never tried. So uh, Dino Tracker I thought was interesting because we have on our... Um, uh, on our servers, we have the pet finder um, on the eCore server, and um, with the pet finder, I find I found it was a little bit uh, difficult because you couldn't specify what you can't specify what dinosaurs you're looking for, and dinosaurs that are within I think it's ten tiles of a bed will not uh, show up. So this one I found was Dino Tracker, and um, it looks like uh, you can. Uh, track uh, pretty much everything. Uh, it, it looks like you hold like a. Uh, it almost looks like a tablet in your hand. And it's like a cell phone. It's awesome. Yeah. I really like this mod. And that it, looks it, like an iPhone. Yeah, it looks like an iPhone. I thought or... it looked more like a Samsung device, but yeah, whatever. Maybe, but... maybe in earlier days, Samsung. Definitely Actually, yeah. a smartphone. You know it's what? Got, like wireless bars and. It yeah. looks like my S7. That looks like my S7. Yeah. <laughs> that might blow up on me at any point. <laughs> the S7 wasn't a blow-up one. It was the Note that was the blow-up one. No, you're not allowed taking S7s on airplanes. It was the Note that was the one that would explode in people's hands, though. No, they, were, no, they took my they took my. I'm not going to argue about it on the <laughs> All right, so the Dino Tracker mod lets you track tamed dinos, um... Wild ones. What is it, what does it do? Yeah, it looks like uh, well, you, um, it's controllable by the admin to 
toggle these so they have an any file that you can go and set up but you can choose it to find wild dinos uh tribe members uh death points i'm not sure what death points are but oh like the the green the green beacon that shows up when you die oh okay yeah okay that makes sense uh wild dinos they have written here twice <laughs> uh allied players um really cool. so yeah and it, it's really neat like I, I looked at the screenshots and it looks like it just brings up a list and you can pick one and and it'll show you an arrow of where uh, how to get to that dino so uh, i would love to install it and just test it out and see how it works because i'm always losing my flyers though not so much now that they got the hitching post in s plus it's that's been yeah that's really helpful. cool I yeah like the hitching post a lot but uh yeah th this would be something i'd love to try the the dino tracker but uh the one that i'm more knowledgeable about and uh that's because i've been using it on my uh little server that i run is uh called the super spyglass i love it and it's by orion sun who is the guy who makes structures plus platforms plus pillars plus all those plus ones um super spyglass basically allows you you pull it out it looks like a normal spyglass but when you look at a dino it gives you full stats. It'll tell you their health, their everything, uh, and then it tells you how much torpor they have if, when you're trying to knock it out. So you can uh, shoot a couple arrows, pull your spyglass out and see where it is at torpor, and then switch back. And uh, It's a really handy tool to have because you can also gauge, do you want to knock this one out or do you want to just kill it because it doesn't have good uh, specs. So That's really cool. That would have been really nice when you tried to tame those... Uh... Alpha Megalodons. <laughs> yeah, right, the bugged ones. No, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to have to agree with uh, Cyber on this, uh, the upgraded Spyglass. It's, from what I've seen of it, I haven't actually used it on a server. Actually, no, that is a lie. I used it on Cyber's um, private server. Um, and just, it makes taming that much better. You know, um, that, and like he said, you can see all of their stats to let you know, you know, this one's got really, really shitty health. I don't want to tame it. Or it's got, you know, so much torpor. I definitely don't have enough Trank Arrows to tame that, right? That, that kind of thing. I like, I like about that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, so before you went to pee, we were asking you to read yours. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about your mod? Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't want to interrupt when uh, somebody was talking. That's why I didn't say I was I was going to pee. I just at least one episode we talk about someone just... peeing, so yeah. I figured we had to do it. Mike, Usually Mike it does me though. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least at least I'm pushed to talk so you didn't hear my mic drop. So automated arc. Um, you know, I got uh, one of the streamers that I watch um, is actually uh, so Nerd Parade is the streamer that I. Um, started following when I started playing Ark, and I watched quite a few episodes of them. And they're within their last uh, couple of seasons, uh, one of their tribe members has developed this uh, this mod for their servers. I hope he keep, I hope he keeps up with it and keeps updating it on time and continues to go. Um, you know, Nerd Parade is a pretty uh, pretty active. Um, pretty active group so it seems like the he kind of keeps up with it i've watched a few of his twitch streams where he does uh you know he continues to upgrade things 
on it, but there's you know, my I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my favorite thing of all of yeah. Let's let's talk about what it does. Arc. What does automated so, arc do? Automated arc um, basically does exactly what it is called. Um, so it it will you know take it will take all of those you know medial tasks that take up so much of your game time, you know that take take the um, the grind out of arc you know for those people who are playing on modded servers you're playing on modded servers because you know you're on a 15 times or a 20 times where you don't want to play to farm where on official you do a lot of that farming right right yeah officials got the grind um you know on full blast whereas you know a private server you know you got much more it's designed for a couple hours of play each week you know not like you know where you can get something done in a or, game session yeah, or or tribes where you know you're, say you're one person and you actually want to do something instead of every time you come in you want to, you know you you have to feed your dinos or you have to spend an hour and a half grinding for materials to build a base or all this kind of stuff, and on servers where you've got you know 15 times it's it's amazing where you don't have to you know spend that grind, but still some of it can be uh, quite tedious, but. Um, my, I'm, I'm going to go with, say, there's quite a few. So your, it basically, there's one that takes your, um, tech generator. Instead of using element, it uses gasoline. Um, it's got the pretty cool trough on it, which has, uh, different, different portions of the trough. Say it's, I think it's got four, four portions of the trough, where one is berries, one right. is meat, one is you know miscellaneous, the other one is say sweet cakes, and it's cool. Yeah, the visual of it is is pretty cool in itself. It's kind of got like the Fallout look of the actual um, tiling the actual, of it, right? Yeah, the the tiling of the of the device itself is kind of like a Fallout look, but at the same time, when you know you put a little bit of berries in it, it's got a little bit of berries in the bottom. You put a lot of meat in it, it's you know almost full. So you can walk up to it and see, okay, I'm good for a, a day or a couple of days and stuff like that. Um, it's got a few things like uh, the smithicator. So it's basically um, a smithy, and then you build a fabricator top piece to it. So it's almost like the upgrade bench where you Yeah, so it looks kind of cool. You build a bottom piece and you build a top piece. Um, as you actually pr pointed out to me, they don't share an inventory, which would be really awesome if they did. Uh, yeah, you, you, you commonly have to switch between those two building uh, workbenches, so I thought it would be cool if they did that. Yeah, and and I, I agree with that. Um, also with that, so if you're interested in something like that, uh, automated arc is, is pretty cool. Now I'm going to move on so I don't just ramble forever. <laughs> My favorite part about the whole thing, because I did a little bit of testing on all the stuff, on uh, on a single player private server, and my favorite thing about it all is the vaults. They call them the OCD vaults. Now, so say you've got charcoal, wood, stone, flint. You put charcoal in the vault. It automatically names the vault charcoal. Right now, you can go into that vault and you set its pull options. So you want it to pull from everything except for your smithicator right 
So then you click everything, you click set, pull, options kind of thing, and you select everything you want it to pull from, and then you click OK, and then when you pull items, it pulls everything or all of the stuff into that vault, which that is awesome. That matches that item, right? Yeah, and it makes it makes it that much easier. Now, another thing, say you go out farming, uh, we play on an extinction core server, right? So you go out farming with a boss, because we have tameable bosses, and it gathers a lot of stuff that most of the time you just drop because you don't want to deal with it. Right. Now, if you bring that boss, or any dino, for instance, you bring it back, or you've got a full inventory of, say, uh chitin gear, any kind of gear, anything that you pick up from drops. Um, you you drop it on the ground once every 60 seconds. The grinder, the industrial grinder will pick up the inventory that you drop on the ground. It doesn't do it if you drop it all in one bag. Okay. Like if, you drop, if you drop all, it doesn't pick up the bag. But if you drop, so you spam drop on everything whatever your key might be. Mine's O, right? So if I spam O on all the stuff in my inventory, the grinder will pick it all up. Now, if you want to keep something, you take it out of the grinder, or you just grind all, and you get all the resources from it. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's but definitely you, cool. And then you don't have to take everything from the grinder. You just go to your, you know, your 13 specified vaults, or how many vaults you have, if you want to go with one vault for each resource. You know, you go to the vault, you click pull resources, and it pulls from, you can set a vault to just pull from the grinder, right? So it doesn't pull from any of your crafting stations, right? That's, that is my, honestly, honest to God, favorite part about it. You're right. Um, and it's just, you know, it makes that, you know, that farming time that much easier. Um, oh, on on top of that speaking of farming time your uh the aa industrial forge so we play with the stargate mod where you can use a stargate and so you go farming and then you use your stargate and with the new s plus updates you can't just pull metal to your thing easily from what i found i found it's quite a pain compared to what it used to be but as soon as your Anklio, because you use an Anklio to farm metal, gets close enough, like within pull range of that industrial forge, it just pulls the metal straight from the Anklio and starts cooking it right now. I used it on a private server, like single player, and I had some metal nodes around my base. And as I was farming the metal nodes, you know, 200 metal at a time or whatever it was, it was pulling it into the uh, the industrial forge, which was amazing. That takes, you know, minutes out of the day when you're pay playing hundreds of hours of gameplay is, you know, it, it turns out to be a lot of stuff, a lot of time. Definitely. Yeah, you know, you kind of want things to be organized so that way when you're looking for them, you can find them quickly. Um, and when you're playing on a private server, you usually don't have huge tribes. And so a lot of the automated steps... Um, are really just quality of life so that you're not spending the first half hour to 40 minutes, uh, 45 minutes of, of your gameplay just 
doing all the chores that you had to do, filling crop plots, uh, feeding dinos, uh, making um, basic uh, materials, pulling re you know resources from one inventory to another, where you're having to manually carry those things. So I think the automated arc is uh, is a cool mod. It's got some really cool features. I think it might be a little on the overpowered side, you know, taking away too many of the um, the grinding aspect of it. But I think everyone has a different preference for how much grinding they're willing to do. Cyber, Bobby, you got uh, anything to say on that before I chime in again? Yeah, well, that's a good thing if you can get rid of those little chores because, yeah, it, it gets real tedious when you have to do that every time and it takes a little fun out of the game when you just want to get to something. Right. Go ahead, uh, got something else to say, Provoke? Well, just on, on your note that it might be a little overpowered, mm -hmm. I agree on uh, on some on some aspects of it, um, where it you know quite could quite could be overpowered on some notes. Um, you know, as I mentioned, my my favorite two parts. If I could just pull the two pieces, sorry, three pieces out of the entire mod and use those, you know, um, it would be amazing. You know, just to be able to use my, the, you know, the vaults, which right. those, those vaults, they're amazing. They're, they're smaller vaults. So they basically take up two vaults, take up the space of one vault. Okay. Right. They snap together, right. You can snap a wall of vaults. Um, your, your, your refining forge is quite a bit smaller and your grinder is also quite a bit smaller, but it also you know, it picks up the stuff. So now for us, we play on uh, a private server, an extinction core server. You go out with your boss, right? You take a, a I'm going to go with the Dodo Rex. You take your Dodo Rex out. He fills in a, his entire inventory with stuff that normally you just drop on the ground because it's tedious. But if you take your Stargate back to base, you drop it on the ground, your grinder picks it up, you go back out farming, and you've got a full inventory, plus you've got a whole bunch of resources that you don't have to go farm for anymore. Right. Definitely. Um, so there are... I, I do agree with you where it could be, um, you know, overpowered in aspects. and But we play on... Like, we do play on modded servers where, you know, you're kind of... You know, we're on a 15 times because we don't like that grind. Or, you know, we, you, you know, that on, on that same note, you know, we're on a 15 times or other people are on a 20 times because they don't want to spend their whole time farming, which is great. I don't want to spend my whole time organizing my vaults because that's like ugh, my least favorite thing. I'd rather farm than organize my vaults. Like right. I said, that's that's my favorite part about it. Um, if if I can get a hold of somebody that could make a mod that could uh, just do what the AA vaults and the grinder do, I would be so happy. All right, I'm going to move on to my uh, mod, which I Ooh. think actually should be incorporated into the, the base game, and it's called Upgrade Station. We use it on our servers. Um, oh, I love it. It um it it just takes vanilla uh, parts and so you can get you can get weapons or you can put armor in it and it allows you to bring it up to the next level 
um, and make it stronger. Um, it also allows you to augment the item. So there are three pieces to the upgrade station. Um, one is a, a smithy-looking um, uh, bench, and then you can add a blueprint station, which is like a shelving unit you add to it, and that'll take mm. an item, it'll destroy it, and give you uh, a percentage of the resources back and then create a blueprint from it. Um, so that can be pretty helpful. Um, creating a bl blueprint of a, of a weapon that you fully upgraded ensures that you don't have to go and regrind so many of the, the resources because it'll be cr cheaper to create the fully leveled one than the progressively leveled one you originally created. So it's, um, it's got that. And then, then the third, the third addition is the augment station, which is like a little box that gets added to the side of it. And that allows you to augment the base stats of the, the weapon or armor. So with armor, you can increase the, you know, how much water you're consuming or how, how um, resistant to heat or the strength of it or the durability or whatever. And, and the similar things with the, the weapons, the, strength and the durability um and they have uh you know one or two versions uh, actually they have two versions of the bench one you know kind of looks primitive and the other one looks metal i think those are really just um you know to match the decor but like i said i think it's a great mod that you know should have some element built into uh the base game i think that the base game is missing this um in many ways the one of the cool things they did they made it really it's not like um just overly easy to make some some really good gear so they basically in order to make um you know like a a, a journeyman crossbow you you need the resources that it would take basically to make two um and then and so on and so on so each time it doubles so that to make the the next level would be take four and and um so they they have that cool element there is a small chance that you can get to skip a, a quality um I think it's like a 10%, if I'm not mistaken, where it'll go from um, legendary, you know, like one, it'll just skip one whole class. And then there's also uh, a 25% chance that when you go to upgrade your equipment that you actually just lose 10% of your resources um, and uh, you fail to upgrade it. So they've balanced it really well. They made a lot of um, things uh, cool to start carrying, you know, your higher level gear because... You know, you feel like you, you grinded it and you'll have a much uh, better time carrying it rather than when you just find things in drops and, and the traditional. Um, although it'd probably be only something you'd want on like a PV server and not on, right? I don't know if it was just me that uh, messed up there. I, you cut out a little bit there towards the end. Oh, I was just saying I, uh, the um, it probably would be something, a mod you'd only really want on PV and not on PVP, um, considering the obvious you know, um, exploits that would uh, come from it, or or abuse of it, I should say. Yeah, I might be on the, the same note as you. I agree that being able to upgrade your stuff, like, you can build an entire base. You can build multiple tiers of stuff. Um, but then, you know, if you don't find a blueprint or kill somebody and take their blueprint, you know, you can't build any better stuff other than primitive <clears throat> you know without um without farming drops and without farming caves and without uh raiding people on official you can't you know get that stuff but that is a pvp server when you're well, you can always trade yep that's a good point bobby you could trade 
know, yeah, could be I expensive and it could get could get sketchy. Could get sketchy. <laughs> I've never used it, but I know the forums has like a trading uh, element to it. That to where you know you can kind of build up a reputation of if you've actually gone through with the trades or not. Yeah, I think they they want to encourage that behavior. Um, they like the the human interaction that they have kind of going with it with trading and stuff like that. But I felt like it always it was missing this. Um, you know, it's kind of cool to kind of work your way through the the better versions. You know, they it's not like you just have one better version. You know, there are five, six better versions than the original. Um, well, you you start out with a stone pickaxe, and then you build a metal pickaxe, and then you build, you know, a uh, uh, tech, whatever, right? Right. So but you, why have the ascendant? You, like, why would anyone ever need like an ascendant stone pick? Well, but, that's what I mean. You can move up in tiers. You know, you move up in a tier in stone, right? And then you do. move up in your yeah. metal tier, and then you move but up then in it's your. It. That's it. You know, I guess you, now they have tech. But you still have to f- you you have to farm drops either in official non-official whatever you still have to farm for you know blueprints and all that stuff if you don't have the upgrade bench why shouldn't I be able to upgrade my stone pickaxe to a prim uh, to a what is it called uh, not uh, primitive but um, not primal ascended primal, that's right. right. Because um, we're on extinction core, so uh, ascended. Why can't I upgrade? You know, e- even if it costs me the resources, why shouldn't I be able to upgrade what I have? Why can't I use? Yeah, just make it a real big grind. That's all. I mean, I guess you know, and they did that with this mod. I don't think they made it too easy. Oh no, it definitely costs. <laughs> it costs the resources. Like you try to upgrade a piece of tech gear, it costs you five tech chest pieces just upgrade it once. Right. You know, yeah, it's, right. It's so tough. it's 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 still the grind with the upgrade bench. So why not? I, I'm with you. Why not have that on, uh, you know, in some aspect of the official world, you know, uh, PvP or PVE. Yeah, I thought they were going in that direction when they switched crafting speed skill to uh, just be the crafting skill. I thought they were going to make it that uh, if you have a higher crafting skill, you have a higher chance of instead of doing making a primitive uh, something uh, that uh. you would have a higher uh, tier one. But I guess that only applies to that that skill only applies to if you're using a blueprint that you have a better chance of making a higher quality of that blueprint, uh, but not a higher class. It would be that class, but you would have higher durability or whatever on that based on your skill. So what you're saying have you actually like a, missed that? You, you go like a 215 journeyman fabby sniper to like a 255 journeyman fabby sniper kind of thing, is what you mean. Yeah, that's the way I understand that skill works. Well, I, I've uh, pumped a lot of points into it in my official because I was actually curious about it. And uh, it's really random as to what it does. Like sometimes, uh, like mine is up to like 500 and some percent. And like maybe I'll make a pike that does 120% damage on the blueprint. You know, and it's random as to what bonus I get. Like I might get a a 5% or a 10% or a 22%. And, you know, it'll just increase the damage and durability like you said. So like even though it might be a journeyman, blueprint it is possible to get that percentage high enough to where it almost might be a massacre after 
so then you have to take all them stats that, you know, like you play in a PvP world, you gotta take all those stats that you, you know, quite possibly could use in say health or melee damage or whatever, and have to throw it into crafting. Well, on Xbox we're blessed to have multiple accounts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby, uh, you said that it increases the stats on it, but you can it, that skill will not allow you to have a chance of going from let's say a journeyman to uh, an ascended or whatever. It would be cool no. where you had a certain percentage chance to have a better uh, qu- quality or whatever, like a different class of that. Yeah, like I say, the stats, you know, can look better than what it appears to be, but yeah, it'll still be classified as like a journeyman if that's what the blueprint is. So you could, say, craft a journeyman fabby to a higher stat than an ascendant fabby that you found in a drop. I don't think you can. I don't think it gets that high, yeah, because like I said, I'll put quite a bit of points into it, and I'm already, I'm level 80, and most of my points in it, so it's like up to 500%, but still, like, the highest percentage I've got on it is a 22%, so it, like, turned a 175 uh, long neck to, like, a 195 or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, that's a 20% increase, but, like, that's, so with the upgrade bench... That like that almost cuts out completely your crafting skill points, right? So when you, you know, if you had the crafting bench, you would never need to put anything into those crafting skills. Right? Yeah, the crafting like, skill is a strange um, thing that they've never, seemingly never fully implemented. Um, they just recently, it's not even that long ago that they finally brought that in. Um, but before it was literally only the crafting speed, literally. Yeah. And it's just the, the, how long it would take you to craft things. Yeah. Um, so if that's it, we'll move on to tip time. Chair dancing. <laughs> if that, uh, we'll move on to a cyber judge who's got a tip for us. So what kind last, of, what, what kind last, of tip is this? Last Friday Dark, I talked uh, about people starting off and have patience and be prepared to die a lot and everything. And um, I just wanted to continue on with that for uh, starting new players. Uh, basically, uh, don't start off thinking that you're going to go tame the biggest and baddest dino you see. Because um, that won't happen. Uh, I suggest learning the different types of dinos and what their benefits are, and uh, focus on getting dinosaurs to start that will help with gathering resources or carrying things, uh, and maybe some lower difficulty uh, carnivores for defense. Um, it would be great at level 20 to have a, a tame T Rex, uh, but that uh, would not be feasible without help. Uh, start by trying to get things like a trike. Uh, trikes are great for uh, being your pack mule, and uh, they can uh, get quite a few berries and thatch fairly easy. Um, they protect you too. They're not too bad at uh, protecting you, right? Yeah, they they uh, seem to have a pretty decent uh, amount of hit points, so they they can be they... Uh, set to neutral and uh, uh, protect you in tough times. They also got a buff a little while ago where. Right. Uh, 
if they get shot in the head, they take less damage because they've got that shield that on plating. their face. Yeah. Right. So if they get shot in the head, they take less damage. So that's that's another bonus to a trike. Yeah. So yeah, start with a trike. Just know that they are aggressive once you attack them. So uh, try to get up on a really high um, mountaintop or yeah, uh, high stand, hill. Stand and, on a rock. And uh, use uh, whatever you have, whether it be uh, arrows, uh, trank arrows, or uh, if you're still at the phase of uh, using your slingshot, just have, make sure you have lots of rocks on you and knock one out and uh, get it tamed up. Uh, should be one of your of first teams. <laughs> and don't shoot them in the head. Aim for the body. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it because you'll be there for like 900 rocks later. Yep. Just saying, uh, trikes are amazing. Cyber's right on that. They can do a lot of things. They do knockback damage. Um, they farm berries, wood, thatch. You know, Cyber's right. He's got a good point. If you're going with a, I would suggest before you try to tame <laughs> tame a trike, just like farm them narcobears, get your mortar and pestle, uh, because yeah, with with that new buff that they did with them, knocking out a trike with a with a slingshot, it'll take you days. It should, right? I mean, it's a big ass dino. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you. It, sorry, Cyber. I'll let you finish. Fine. I think you got a little bit yeah. more going. Yeah, yeah. I interrupted. Yep. Sorry. Oh, good. You're trying to hijack. I get it. No, I'm not trying to hijack. I'm just trying to, you know, like help people out too. Like, anyways, let's continue on. No, no, you you made valid points. And uh, <laughs> something that I left out is, uh, they're very easy to get caught in uh, trees. If there's two trees close together, get it to chase oh. you. You go between the trees, they'll get stuck on in the Love trees, them. and then you can knock them out pretty easy that way as well. So that's a good uh, point. D different things like that. Try different things. Um, once you're a little bit higher level um, and feeling brave enough to um, venture a little bit, uh, I highly recommend looking for the castroids, which are better known in uh, today's world as beavers, uh, for wood collection. Um, they get a bonus, so any trees that they collect uh, or any wood they collect, I believe it's 50%. Am I right on yeah, that? Uh, yeah, 50% weight weight reduction. Yeah. So the, they can carry a lot more wood than if you try to keep it in your inventory. Uh, the megalos uh, megalosaurus, or the deer, I just refer to it as a deer, uh, is great for collecting thatch and is fairly easy to tame. Um, the And then if you are brave enough to go near the wet redwoods, uh, you can try to get yourself an ankylosaurus uh, for metal, a dodicarus for stone. They're actually around the volcano, so you don't even have to go to the redwoods. You can go around the volcano if you're playing on the island. Uh, and get uh, those. Uh, Dodicarus is one of the first ones that I try to get when I get more advanced, just because uh, you want to get to stone buildings as fast as you uh, can, and uh, you're going to be needing a lot of stone. And that Dodicarus, uh, again, they get the uh, weight bonus uh, for collecting stones. So, uh, for defense, you want to start basic. We mentioned that the uh, uh, trike is pretty good at uh, initial defense, but. Uh, I like to get myself a couple of Dilophosaurs, which are the spitting dinos, uh, and I just keep on putting uh, points in their um, health and their uh, melee damage to to make them a fairly decent uh, a defender, and I actually put them right in my base, so if anybody comes in my base, they're just greeted with a whole bunch of uh, Dilophosaurs spitting at them. So 
um, those things are good. They, like I said, they are weak, so you do have to focus on putting uh, points in their um, health. Uh, when you once you are a little bit stronger, you can move on to the raptor, then the carno, and so forth. Can I add to that? Uh, just Absolutely. just quick that your your dillo your your dillo defense is dope. <laughs> but uh, just to add to it a little bit. Um, so sometimes with wild dinos, your dillos might get kited away, which for new players, um, a dino getting kited away is when uh, either a on a PvP server is when somebody says uh, you have a dino, you have a dino set on aggressive or neutral or whatever, and they get somebody will shoot your dino and it will go after them. Yep. And then they will make it, you know, they'll go far enough away that it stops following them. So uh, one thing to do with that, say, tame, uh, tame a turtle. And put that turtle on passive and make it, uh, put a saddle on it and make it uh, just basically stay in one spot. Put it in range of a feeding trough so it'll stay there. And then, you know, lure um, your, you know, have your dillos. Your, your defense dillos follow you up to that turtle, get on the turtle, and make those dillos follow that turtle. So basically, for me, it's uh, spam T, right? So you spam T on those dinos, which is follow one, uh, right? Follow me, mm -hmm. which will make those dinos follow that turtle. Set those on aggressive in your base, now they will be at aggressive dinos, but so they will go kill the thing that comes into your base. And then because they're on follow that turtle, they will go back to that turtle when they're done. That makes sense. <clears throat> right. Now, as long as they don't kite them too far away that they won't go back to that turtle, you should be great. Um, I'm actually mid setting that up on our uh, private server with dimorphodons so the the same idea like promos idea is the the great because uh the dillos do um they do the blinding effect they slow enemies and they do damage so that's great just add that little bit where you set them so they can't get kited away you set them to follow a dino it doesn't have to be a turtle it can be any dino that's set on passive that's going to stay in its spot that's excellent. Um, we're going to move on now to Last Call. It's closing time. Pack up all those dinos and head out into the real world. We got to get this guy to do It's closing time. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can stay. Sounds like me trying to sing. <laughs> I don't want to have to fall right now. I don't want you to have to fall right now. But it's closing time. <laughs> it's not in the worst of Ready to pull the plug. <laughs> plug. Alright. Do you have any info you forgot to song? share? Um, Some sh shout outs, future events, contests. Share them now or oh, wait no. a week. No, I've actually, I've, uh, I'm gonna throw a shout out there. Um, promo, you're gonna know who's uh, hosting the event, the Mystery Night. 
we've got a mystery night coming out for uh, CRR. Um, It's going to be coming up between now and Halloween. I'm super excited about it. And I hope yeah, that it's like uh, a, a murder mystery, right? Yeah, we've got we're a, doing a murder, um, m- murder mystery night. Foe is hosting that. Foe Render is host. That's right. That's who I thought it was, but I didn't want to, you know, sound stupid and say no. It, absolutely. Uh, Thank you for that. Definitely. Um, and we also have a Teespring Esme set up, where you can get different slogans from the show, um, put on shirts or socks or mugs or whatever. I want a coffee um, mug. She's made a, a great job. She did a great job making these. You know, that's Ascendant, and we have Meh, and we have uh, all kinds of uh, different logos and sayings that we've kind of built up through this show. The Waffles, uh, What the Shit I Died, the Tammy. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> um, so, you know, I, you know, I'm so addicted to picking up poop, you don't even know. that's that's gotta be one of my favorites um so anyway grab uh, a link over on the show notes or in uh, crossrealmrebellion.com and uh, support the show by buying some cool swag um and if no one else got has any shout outs we'll go to would you rather are you calling Chuck Norris a liar? Would you rather? <laughs> oh, it's a humdinger. Oh, wow. Would you rather? Tell me why. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be so weird. No, let's not go there. Why did I ask this? Oh, would my goodness. Rather? No. Would you, would you rather? Bing. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people? <laughs> yeah, this was sent in by Scarlet Fury. Um, and... What would you rather uh, provoke? What would you What would you rather hear? Oh, that's a toss up. Cause like I hate people, but huh. I hate being alone even more. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 a little bit like that too. Yeah, nobody likes being alone, but like a lot of people are just really stupid nowadays. Um, I'm 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 gonna go with always be surrounded by annoying people, cause. I can, uh, what do you, I guess always being surrounded by annoying people, I don't even get my alone time. <laughs> do I get my alone time? Or does that literally mean always? It says always. It says uh, always, so. Shit. Like, I'm starting to get old, I might as, uh, that's a hard one, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's the when you get old thing, certain things change a little bit. <laughs> You know, actually, I'm going to go with always be surrounded surrounded by annoying people because I'm sure my wife has the same problem. <laughs> I'm going to do the same. Um, how about you, Cyber? What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to go with be alone the rest of my life. I can use the internet to keep me entertained. <laughs> with some peace and quiet so you can show up to podcasts at t- on time. Yeah. And you can only play single player <laughs> games for the rest of your life. <laughs> so Bobby, what would you choose? I think I go with being alone. Yeah. So two and two. We got two and two. <laughs> uh send us your feedback on Rated Arc. Yeah, definitely. Alright, that wraps up episode sixty two of Rated Arc. Thank you everybody for coming into the mixer stream. Thank you everyone who's happily joined us with the show and you all have a good one till next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.
you can reach the show by email at ratedark at gmail.com. Hmm. You can tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter. Uh-oh. You can grab our RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in-game at ratedark.podbean.com. Thank <laughs> you.